Hello. Welcome back to the No Score Review Show. I'm your host, Nick Green. And once again, joining me on the show is Jake Sturkenboom. Welcome back, Jake. Happy to be here. Fresh, bubbly, cracked, ready to go. Jake, are you afraid? Uh, yes, I'm afraid of certain spoilery topics that we will get into about this. Well, I am also afraid because we both saw Bo is Afraid, which is what we were reviewing today. Ari Aster's latest flick. Uh, I don't know if you can call it a flick, though. Flick feels more appropriate for like a 90 minute movie, whereas this was double that. Yeah, (laughs) forget about um, that. Yeah, first little bit of this review will be spoiler free. We really want to get into the nitty gritty, so I can't imagine we'll be uh, hanging around too long on our general thoughts and our expectations. But uh, yeah, we'll put up an explicit spoiler warning once we get into it. But yes, Jake, there's almost uh, too much to talk about. I feel there is a lot that we are absolutely (laughs) going to forget some stuff because there was just so much. Um, But do you want to get into your general thoughts a little bit? Yeah, um, I'd say that what else can you expect from Ari Aster? Just when you think his movies can't get any more fucked up. <laughs> if anything gets more fucked up, maybe more, I, I describe it. It's very fucked up in a whimsical way. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not something like hereditary where it's dark and it's, you know, all like bleh, or midsummer, mm-hmm. which is like it's all bright. And yay, but like shit's going down like in daylight. This is like kind of that combination, but say more whimsical. I love uh, there. There was comedy in this one. There's well, yeah. no yeah, a lot of lot of good comedy. I'd say um, totally. Yeah, a lot yeah. of the laughs uh, or like jokes landed, and like our yeah. our audience was pretty pretty uh, like into it. We we got a couple laughs throughout the especially like the first act when it was really leaning into like the black comedy of it all. Yeah. Um, that whole setup in the beginning of like where Bo lives was just a sight to behold. There's oh, so yeah. much to pick out in like all of the background and extras and like set design and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you're, are you a big Ari Aster fan? I, yeah, I'd say, I'd say I am. I'm, I'm a big okay. fan of his movies. Um, I feel like he's someone who's really into going outside the box and really shocking. He, he's, he likes to shock people, I feel. He, he is and, a very singular director. Like It feels yeah. like he has a very clear vision of what he wants to achieve in his movies. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is something I, I was a little... Uh, like cautious of like reading some reviews and uh, seeing some of the discussion online about this movie of like, I hope he doesn't get too um, kind of out of control with his vision in, in the sense of like um, just becoming like a a yes man director, if you know what I mean? Like everyone he gains just this notoriety where like no one wants to tell him no for like certain ideas and i think that's where hopefully uh he stays on track with because i think one of the weaker things for me in this film was like some of like the the story and the character stuff i think he still really like nails it on the head for the like cerebral psychological like uh, torment that he puts the audience through. I think he absolutely succeeded on that front. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah, I think especially when you're talking about a three hour long movie, I think hopefully he's able to have a, a bit more of a through line with uh, some of his future movies. And I mean, again, we can get into it more uh, later on in the review, but that might just boil down to personal preference at this point. Yeah. Um, it did feel very whimsical They're They're in the like uh, the marketing and like the press uh, junkets for this movie. They're really leaning into the Jewish Lord of the Rings uh, <laughs> yeah. coinage of this. And I think part of that comes from that whimsy that he's able to achieve in the film. Right. But I think yeah, it's exactly. also like, like don't go in expecting like a fantasy film. I think they're yeah. more leaning on Lord of the Rings of it all with uh, the runtime. <laughs> It's yeah. a it's a three hour long epic of this guy going on this journey. Yeah, yeah, no. In that first um, in that first little bit, the the way I would like to describe it is like I w- you could just call this overthinking the movie. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, the way that I kind of saw like the first little bit, it was just so much like this is what goes through people's heads when they overthink. They're thinking of the worst scenario of of overthinking, whatever. anxiety, and manipulation. <laughs> Like Everything. those three movies, yeah, or yeah, exactly. Those three, uh, words, yeah. But I, I think it. I, I really enjoyed how um, it's thinking about it now. It, it's very structured. There, there's, there's that beginning part where it's like, okay, uh, we we know the story is he's going to visit his mom. So there's like that first little bit, and then there's like a clear second bit. I, I think I saw someone someone wrote that it was split up into four parts, and it was it was broken up by fading to black and then fading back out of it into mm, okay. into like a different kind of sequence which i kind of understand but um I, I i like the i did like the structuring of it you know we'll get into how maybe we could have cut down a little bit on the runtime honestly it didn't feel like 3 hours but when you get up, up out of the theater and you see that it's like what well, our movie started at 7:20 it's like 10 45 yeah. or like as oh, soon as god. i got out of my seat i'm like oh god i have a yeah. pinched nerve in my back <laughs> dude my after a little bit my ass hurt it was yeah like, my ass hurt too you it maybe was, uh, noticed me i was like just trying to go like oh i need to move i was limping on the way to the car <laughs> in the parking lot it was bad yeah oh, it yeah. it like it didn't uh drag i don't think but it definitely like it didn't have the it didn't really, I don't think it had much of like a forward momentum some of the time. Yeah. And I think that's where it got me. Um, but it was just so uh, captivating and like, uh, just like mind boggling of like what the hell you're looking at on screen Yeah, and what's happening. So it was very enveloping that way. So it kind of distracted from any time I started to like feel that there, there wasn't a lot of forward momentum. Um, I also am a huge Ari Aster fan. I absolutely love Hereditary. I, I like Midsummer a lot. Um, so I was really excited for this film. Um, and it's it's not uh, as conventionally horror as his other two films. Yeah. Um, it's definitely way more like cerebral, uh, like psychological horror, if anything. Um, and it's way more like dramatic uh black comedy kind of like we said earlier um so yep. don't go in expecting like hereditary horror level it he he still is a master at like making you feel uncomfortable and like so uncomfortable. really yeah. yeah uh especially in the way he his like editing 
and cinematography uh, come together. I think uh, he has perfected that sense of dread and like unnervingness (laughs) in a lot of his shots and a lot of his scenes. So, yeah, I would say it's definitely not for any uh, Joe Blow off the street to go see. Um, It's way more. Yeah, you need to be like into Ari Aster's work and you need to be really uh, it's not not to like be like on our high horse or anything. It's not like, oh, these plebeians aren't going to understand this film. It's just like you'll get more enjoyment out of it if you're the type of person that really likes like the auteur filmmaking, the uh, types of films, A24 uh, funds and like um, produces uh it's it's not it's not something for like anybody to just go in and like oh like go check this out and see what Bo's afraid is about um you definitely have to go in having a prior um uh, enjoyment i would say and you'll get more out of this film i would say yeah there was um like like an example i i would have uh i could reference to earlier in the years when uh a bunch of us went to go see infinity pool and we sat to we sat next to two guys who didn't know what the movie was about and and they were like what the fuck is going on yeah and, and i was like yeah like, yeah if you like don't that, go into like a cronenberg film knowing what a cronenberg <laughs> film is like exactly you're yeah you're in some deep water yeah so i i'd say if you're wanting to go see this movie go like maybe just don't even you don't need to watch all the movies just kind of understand what Ari Aster does before yeah, even if you haven't because... seen any Ari Aster if you like if you really like a24 and like the more artsy uh like neurological type films um and if you want to see like it is a unique film too like there's a lot of shit in this film that like, a lot never seen on the big screen before that's for sure um so yeah, I'd still uh, strongly recommend. It's definitely my least favorite of uh, Ari Aster's films, but I mean, it was such a high bar to like reach uh, that hereditary and even like Midsummer set, like I said in my uh, Letterboxd review. But yeah, yeah, uh, I think that's going to be where we uh, call it yeah. for our no spoiler review. This is where uh, we are drawing the line in the sand. Explicit spoilers from here on out. If you don't want to know anything about what happens in Bo is Afraid, Click off now, go see the movie, come on back uh, and join us for the spoiler talk. Or if you don't care, then uh, yeah, stick around. Uh, let's... I, will, I will explicitly say, if you have not seen this movie, I highly recommend you click, you stop this right now and go see it. Highly <laughs> recommend it because we're about to talk about some super fucked up stuff. We're going to so, talk uh... about the elephant in a room. And by elephant in the room, I mean the cock and balls in the attic. The cock and balls in the attic. What, what does that mean? There's that meme of that like guy with the uh, the knife who just stabs that like uh, <laughs> that like um, I don't even know what it is like that figure thing. It's 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 like it'll be a meme that's like oh the ice cream machine is broken and it's like this guy like stabbing this <laughs> this like dummy um oh yeah God. speak speaking of stabbing what about the what's the what's the guy's name the happy birthday fuck you guy oh yeah man i <laughs> i, I so badly wanted you. to remember what that dude's name was on the on the newscast i think oh, it was dude yeah i think it was happy birthday fuck you guy 
Yeah, something that like that. That was like the first laugh. It was so that funny. That was hilarious. So <laughs> unexpected. The one little detail. I don't know if you want to do this, but I kind of just want to go in like chronological order of the movie. Honestly, that's possible. probably the best thing. Like, especially now that we got the cock and balls out of the way. Cock and balls out of the way. Um, the see, just little details. Um, we'll we'll go back to even more into the beginning, but um, uh, cock and like I love that little detail when they were showing the um, happy birthday, fuck you guy, and the lower third on the newscast was like one one like frame off from blocking his dick so it's like just out <laughs> i don't know man it was just expertly yeah. edited together or expertly shot. edited um okay back to let's go back to the beginning of the movie if you'd like to <laughs> yes let's please so um, we start yeah. by uh being inside of bo's mother and experiencing his birth <laughs> which was uh pretty uh, like a very intense way to start the film. Yeah. Um, that whole section in like the, the streets of wherever he lives in the city, just an absolute garbage, garbage fest of like drug, drug addicts and like people like, like drugged out of their minds, just going off. Um, I, it's so funny how he just sprints to his apartment and he just sprints wherever he needs like, to get to anytime he's trying to intense. go somewhere. It yeah. was so intense. Um, um yeah, jumping man. back to the, uh, the therapy session. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, the, so when, when we were watching the therapy session, um, that I was telling you after the movie, when once, once we originally saw it, I noticed, um, and like, like with Ari Aster, it's so much detail. There's, mm-hmm. I, I went into this thinking there's going to be a random shot where there's going to be one little thing that you notice. It's not going to be referenced, but it's going to come up later. So in that, in that uh, therapy session, the, um, I, I told you, I noticed that there was a webcam on the desk mm-hmm. with a, with a red light that was on. And I'm like, Oh, this is being, video recorded for some reason like mm-hmm. i think that's gonna that's gonna have to do with something later so that's something that i took note of personally mm-hmm. um yeah, you know and then, that. then another important thing was this uh was this um therapist asking hey um uh like do you care if she die mm-hmm. he's like what like, yeah do you wish she was dead or something like that yeah yeah so something like that and um yeah that was kind of like the 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 important stuff that mattered. So we we find out that he's going to visit his mom and all this stuff. And uh, yeah, so so then like you mentioned, he's like sprinting back to his apartment, and like the one guy tries to get to him, which is like, oh, great. Yeah, that was so good. Um, yeah, it's it's so hard like to even think back to everything. It's there's so much. I think I want to just like. Some of my highlights, I think, are uh, Joaquin Phoenix did a fantastic job. Yeah, um, 100%. it was such a like out there performance, and I think he absolutely excelled. I got like hints, not to be like derivative or anything, but I I got some like hints of uh, Joker, his Joker performance a little bit. Yeah, and like of like the the vulnerable side. But it's that just like dialed up to like 20 
and if he didn't go like psychopath mode if he was just like sitting in it and being like a completely helpless uh guy it uh yeah it was it was so good he he definitely carried the film throughout which is good because obviously he's the lead so that's what you want out of the film um yeah there was just so many things to pick from this is a film that you absolutely like need to watch at least twice just to if only uh, just to absorb everything again and actually like process what you saw um so yeah other highlights i don't know if you want to keep going in chronological order it's um, i mean it's all going to be a big I, blur I, I guess we don't i guess we don't need to go like in depth with the whole plot but i say for the um let's let's say overarching highlights for me is uh like you said walking phoenix's performance I do want to shout out. I think this it was maybe one of the best like adult to kid actor like oh yeah matchups like right like matchups. I I don't know how to pronounce that last name, but Armin Na Nahapeshian. I don't know Nahapeshian something like that. Yeah, but but yeah, I think I think the mannerisms between between him and him and Joaquin. We're mm-hmm. so well done, and he kind of looks like him too. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks yeah. like him. So, and and to think that uh, that wasn't deep faked, it wasn't CGI or anything like that. It was just straight up. They cast. did do like something though, whether it was like really? with a bit of CGI. No, well, this is just how I feel. They did. They had to have done something in the makeup or just the lighting of how they presented both adult and kid bow sure. on screen that was especially in kid bow maybe it was because it was more flashbacky scenes yeah. but it was just like just looking at the dude you like get uncomfortable like looking at him it feels like he's like especially in okay. like it's probably because they're in flashbacks so they look like a little glossed over but he looks so fake it looks yeah. d- like it, he doesn't it look, look weird yeah, it looks like something's off. There is some uncanny valley happening. Um, yeah. Another performance I do want to shout out to is Patty Lapone, Bo's mom. She like really like amped up that third act. She made me. Act, I guess. She made me feel uncomfortable. When, yeah. When yeah, that was like oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that was easily the like supporting performance of this film. Yeah. Period. Um, the whole cl- cast was fantastic. Like Amy Ryan and Nathan Lane were amazing to watch in their yeah. uh, little little section, their own act. Even, even um, the um, even the teenager. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, teenager, she did so good. Yeah, like, Tony. Oh, yeah, the way that she would yell is just like oh man. Yeah. Oh, it was so <laughs> so awful yeah. in the best yeah. way possible. Yeah. So um. I also another another big highlight, and I guess this is, this will kind of go to the whole chronological thing. Um, in the beginning, the first little bit in the um, in his apartment, in the beginning, like when he's packing, getting ready to go. That's a it was almost I wouldn't say it almost, but like I wouldn't say shot for shot, but like sequence for sequence callback to the um bow, the short the short like yeah. the whole key, forgetting the keys and the even the janitor walking by totally. saying you're fucked, pal. That's a line that Ari Aster had in the original film. He would walk by the actor playing Bo. He's like, "You're fucked, pal." Yeah, yeah. Um, the yeah, forgetting the keys and then like doing all that. Yeah, but after the 
for getting the keys bit, then it was kind of uh, okay. Now we're gonna go on to our own story. But I love I love the little reference back to the totally, back to the original yeah. short. Um, mm-hmm. I love that the- shot where it's like below him and he's like sitting on the couch and he's on the phone with his mom, mm-hmm. and it's like the slowest zoom in and push yeah. in. Oh man, that was there's yeah. there's countless points in this film where it, he just really like alienates you and makes you feel like you're in this like uh <laughs> bottomless pit of like despair yeah. and dread of like oh man like uh, going back to uh tony real quick like the scene in the van with her <laughs> uh friend and like countless other scenes in in the house just took me back to being a nervous little nerdy kid in high school and junior high. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I don't like uh, this feeling. Yeah. Um, an- another thing with the, uh, with the apartment scenes, I love the, uh, the little, like the, I guess the whole story arc of the spider. I love how there's the whole, like, oh, spiders, oh dude, like, and the dude above the bath. That was yeah. awful. Yeah. I, but, was but, so but the the thing I love because this is how I imagine it. This is the overthinking in me. Like spiders just like chilling out in the middle of the of oh, the yeah. apartment. But as soon as you walk in, it goes under. It goes under a. Couch it goes away. Like yeah, yeah. That's, exactly, out of that's sight. exactly what happens. It happens every time. Mm-hmm. But I, I love how in in certain shots you would see that the poster was there with the exact like bite. Like when yeah, the, yeah. all the people from the street went inside his apartment and then he sees the bite on the person. He's like leaning next Dude, to the wall. That part like too was just so bad when he's in trying to pay for the water. And <laughs> everybody <laughs> from the street goes into the apartment. Oh my uh, God. Yeah. yeah, no, that's. <laughs> see, well, and like just... uh, with the spider thing too, you like almost forget about it for a bit when yeah. he's like because so much has happened and he's like just reeling from he has the the uh the shoe in in his monitor (laughs) and then someone kicked kicked in his monitor but it still works just from talking about it you can tell that this this movie's like it's there's so many moments that just pass by and it and this is why you can somewhat justify a three-hour runtime like there's so many little moments that we are here right now talking about mm-hmm. that in the grand scheme of things don't seem that big. But to us, it's like we have to bring it up because it seemed like such a moment, right? Yeah. 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 Well, it's an mem- it's an mem- it's a memorable moment as well, too, yeah. right? Like yeah. it, especially considering just the amount of stuff that happens, you're still able to, especially stuff from like the first act. Like typically you'd probably uh, remember stuff closer towards the end of the film, right? Especially because yeah. that stuff has such a huge impact, especially considering what happens in the end of that film. Yeah. Um, um, so, uh, like you mentioned, the uh, the um, shoe in the computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, so that, when he was on the computer, that was one of those moments that I'm like, okay, I need to see, like, when he has Google up, I want to see what all the text says on the screen, but it was up for so short. You couldn't really read much. Mm-hmm. Well, in the obscurity because, of the screen too, right? That all the yeah. glass being all webbed. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, just see just details like that. Um, and then, yeah, then the guy above his bath, that was really funny. Fucking hell, that was so, <laughs> even that felt like it went on forever before he actually falls, actually right? Dropped. Like he's just staring at him for <laughs> so long. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, re- wrestles with him in the bath for maybe a little too long. And then, uh, 
runs out into the <laughs> that's street the thing a lot a lot of things like go on for like just long enough well, to the point where it, it's like uncomfortable there's one there's one specific moment that we'll get to at the at the end of the movie but yeah there's yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i know exactly one, what you're talking about one second too long is <laughs> is the theme and it's honestly works so well yeah um, might as well be good to mention that at this point he finds out that his mom has died from the ups man right oh yeah dude that part that phone call was awful too that was like a long one take right yeah it was yeah Um, so runs outside gets hit by a car well it gets confronted by a police officer officer too first right because he gets mistaken for the happy birthday fuck you guy (laughs) happy birthday fuck you guy um yeah that was a that was an intense moment i mean we're gonna be saying that a lot this is an intense film very Um, much but yeah then he wakes up in uh uh pink and white like, uh girls room like a k-pop stands room <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um that whole sequence at uh grace and roger's house was really good uh oh, yeah. yeah there's there's just so much man um i mean the the like uh climax of that uh like act if you will uh when uh tony like freaking chugs the paint and everything that was like oh god that i can still see her like face after she like bites the dust after chugging the paint that was and then uh grace being like what did you do that was he sprints to the door or through the door also important to note when she sits him down on the couch and goes channel 78 and then he fast forwards through the entire movie yeah like what what is that about like i guess i guess that's uh kind of symbolizing like he his fate is sealed like from the get-go and like he he's not gonna escape this hellhole of being manipulated by his mother um yeah yeah, it's there's that's a mind-bending part for sure it it, it was intense but the um an- another thing to kind of note as as the movie's going on is seeing that um MW logo Mona Wasserman mm-hmm. and yeah but you don't know that like she's making like the logos on all the food on his like packaged foods that he's making it's like the same thing for the um security cameras and right yeah yeah and all that it's it's crazy to see and um <laughs> yeah, that so- frozen dinner was even that was a good chuckle to oh. it it was like what what were the uh it was like irish and like chinese or something something, something like that yeah <laughs> it's like two completely different yeah. spots very, in the world very different um yeah. cuisine yeah <laughs> what even what even else happened in that kind of sequence i love i loved when he was uh when he called i forgot who's calling i think it was the a lawyer he was calling a yeah, lawyer and um I forget the guy's name. Um, the army veteran who who was there when the uh, the son died in action. Oh, uh, Jeeves. <laughs> I I guess I'm so. That on IMDb. Yeah, so he's like in the background, like doing barrel rolls. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah. Even that stuff was so funny. It was so absurd. And they're like trying to like chase him down. Like we need to stop him. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, no, that 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 whole sequence is great. And then uh um should also touch on the um like him going into the van smoking weed. Mm-hmm. Well, and then was, like doing a hard flashback to the cruise, right? Where he meets um uh Elaine. Yeah, and, and that's that's a good ship. um that's a very good way to get into a flashback rather than just like just going. Mm-hmm, totally. Um, and and that's another thing I think this movie did really well is being able to go into these kind of side quests to reveal more about the character. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into the the other one when he's in the forest because I think that was the best example of it. Um, but yeah, just being able to get lost in this story and then just after after they're kind of done telling that part, just like does the whole. Okay, we're mm-hmm. back to the main thing now, and you're like, yeah. "Oh my goodness, we still have this." It's mm-hmm. like like when you're at a concert and a and one of the people one of the people in the band goes for like a super long guitar solo, and then they play another chorus, and you're like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I think that's something that's like top of the list for me is like Aster, uh, his ability, uh, and his team for the editing and the shot like composition of his films are just like the best thing. Like that's, that's what I, that was my main takeaway from this film is like, while it maybe wasn't as like tight or uh, honed in as maybe his other two films. Yeah. um, This is probably his best, like technically made film. It's also reportedly his highest budget uh, film. So uh, he really makes use of all of it very well. Uh, yeah. And I think it it went in service with the story. Uh, like you were saying, it it like like uh, drove us through those flashbacks really well, brought us back to the main uh, action uh, really seamlessly. Um, and yeah, it kept that sense of dread and uh, unnerving throughout the entire film yeah um yeah uh the flashback was pretty intense um freaking shot of the dead guy in the pool yeah (laughs) take a photo of me yeah um and then after that i that's where he wakes up in the or no he wakes up on the couch after that right because that's yeah because he uh was in the van getting high and that's what launched us into the flashback but then he comes yeah. back to the house and that's where shit starts to really go down that's the, where he finds the channel 78 or whatever yeah and, and then that, um Tony, that leads to the paint yeah uh that horrific scene um and then he gets knocked out again and there's another flashback like when he uh hits his head in the woods right um uh yes something happens between there because i don't think it was a like cut to black when he hits his head and then he just wakes up in the woods again right Um, i'm pretty sure there was something in between there he he does the whole running like so he runs into the woods yeah and then he i don't think no i think he makes it oh yeah he goes to the um he runs to the thing and finds the woman and then the woman leads him to the forest town or whatever for this play. Right. But there's something that happens in between that because he hits his head right on that branch. And then he like knocks himself out. 
I believe maybe was it that dream I think, sequence? I think that's. I think it's after. I think really? it's. I think it's after the play because that's when the guy comes in to shoot up the the play, and then he runs from that, and then he hits his head, and he wakes up, and you saw that like person who's like arrowed next to a tree. Oh, okay. And on that, okay, maybe and I'm I misremembering. That's the that. um. I think that's the flashback that shows like his mom putting his brother into the attic. Right. Yeah. 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 His, yeah, there's his one point where, or whatever. Yeah, there's there's one point where they do the whole um like will will you promise to wait for me? Like flashback and all that. Right, yeah. That happens at some point too. Um the order of things is a little fuzzy, but I mean it's just I, I, ho- a I hope we're touching so. on everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, that whole I I for my first watch through, I think that dream or not dream sequence but the play sequence probably was like it'd be very interesting to see what that film plays out like without that sequence yeah um but i think that felt while it was so like stylistically intriguing and just very captivating from that sense it was just kind of a lot of it, it was very uh, static, it felt like, even though like we kind of basically live an entire life through Bo in that like 20 minute sequence. Yeah. Um. So I really appreciated it from like a creative standpoint and like a stylistic standpoint. It was very, very cool. Um. But I think that's probably one of the weaker spots for me in the film as of right now anyway. Uh, yeah. So. I, I I think the whole uh, like the part when he gets the uh, the axe to the chain goes through that whole sequence mm-hmm. of him kind of in that place setting. It was just so artistically and visually stunning. It was totally like that's 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 one of those moments that it felt like you went to a guitar solo. You get lost in it. Mm-hmm. Per, maybe it didn't really push the story that much, but it just it was just something you got, I got so lost in. And then mm-hmm. once we came back to the play and he's like standing there and he's like, that's me. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was so cool. Um, yeah. But per- perhaps, yeah, that maybe that's one of those moments that you save runtime on. Yeah. I think um, that, that could maybe yeah. be argued. That's kind of one of those yes man things maybe where like he really just wanted to like let loose and have fun yeah. in this section um, but ultimately it could have been like if we wanted to dial back on runtime, make it like a two and a half hour film or something, yeah. then uh, that would maybe be on the chopping block first. But uh, I, I still really enjoyed it. I've never seen something like that before in film where it's like a very effortless and seamless blend of like animation and like stop motion and visual effects and live action all coming together in this really cohesive like mini story in the film yeah um so yeah definitely some like highlights and lowlights with that like scene alone um but then yeah we come back after uh he finds his his sons and then he basically wakes up and he meets his dad maybe or someone who knew his dad that like weird guy who was staring at him and following him because i think he appeared in earlier scenes too in the film, if I remember correctly, maybe I'm not remembering that. Yeah, correctly. Dude, it's just so. <laughs> it's it's just one so... giant fever dream, man. One giant um, blur. 
but he meets his pseudo dad or whatever. Yeah. And then the place gets shot up by the army guy. (laughs) (laughs) Dad. Oh God. Just insane, man. Um, and then, yeah, we, uh, we make it to the, Oh, where do we get to? He gets a ride from a, like a rich dude to his mom's house after that, once he makes it to the highway. And then, yeah, we're kind of like in final act territory where he finally yeah, this, is this in his mother's house. The, uh, house. End house. game. We're in the end game now. We're in the end game now. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that was that was a roller coaster of an act in and of itself. It, um, it was very much like you think it's going to end, but it doesn't. Totally. There were um, like three times when I thought it might end. Um, there's so many like little details too in, uh, in, um, what's her name? Uh, his mother's office, Mona's office of like the timeline. And then the, like that big mosaic picture of her, uh, with all the employees. And then you find out people. Yeah. yeah. And you see Um, the, um, the picture on the middle, like at the end of the spiral staircase that has him in that channel 78 camera right yeah i was like holy fuck yeah um and then um uh elaine shows up and we get a very unique sex scene in that film well well, even before that the whole like i waited for you uh that was very sweet that gave me like chills like i like you you build so much up to it you can probably tell that he's been waiting his whole life for this Mm -hmm. and yeah so Back to the, back to the good old uh, love making. <laughs> um, so I guess I guess Bo's never, never, um, you know, done it before, done it ever. Or well, are you surprised even, though? Even with like, himself. I mean, yeah, feels yeah, because his mom I mean, told I guess. him that when he was a child, when his when his father happened to uh, right, yeah, conceive yeah, yeah. him, that uh, that was the moment he died. Yeah, which uh, you oh, know that was a that was a really chilling scene too. That flashback with the like yeah with like her the, face. With there that was light. like that one that one moment. I think her face like switched to Bo's face or like a man's face or something really quickly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then uh, he he doesn't die from climax, which is great, but okay. then. I wanna, I, I wanna right, stop yes, here, and yes. we need to talk about this this moment. So there's <laughs> like, there's like, there's one shot that's like, you can see um, Parker Posey's back, mm-hmm. but then you can see Bo's balls, which happen to be the size of like a pineapple, <laughs> <laughs> and there's this shot was up for like what I think is ten seconds. <laughs> I thought it was 10 seconds, but the felt thing like was, an eternity. Our entire theater was silent. But then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute. And everyone just starts laughing. Like, look at his fucking balls. They're ginormous. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, ugh. it was such a, like, 
mind fuck of a, of a scene and then <laughs> elaine dies from climax and she's frozen on top yeah, of she's him frozen in time oh and it was like, god that was yeah, like even with that there was the was realization where, where the show where they cut to the shot and then the whole theater was whole theater went oh my god and then yeah. she like gets thrown over yeah and then, well and uh, then and then yeah, yeah uh Bo like uh climbs off the bed in a panic and then his mom steps out and shows like, up but then like our theater was silent of like what the fuck is happening is is she real is this real what is going on it yeah, was but, yeah. such an my, intense scene my kind of instant reaction was like it, it was like she faked all of this just so he can come to his his house and i and i think a good thing that they did in this was not reveal that she's like this multi-millionaire like you know well i mean um, they touched on it in some uh in like a uh in the newscast i think when they reported her death they like talked about her being a successful businesswoman a little bit i think but that was but, about but, it it didn't reveal how to, successful or how big it was but being able but then they revealed that she basically bought out one of her housekeepers like family trees to well fake yeah death, yeah yeah which yeah. is fucking crazy yeah yeah that's like, like that's like fuck you money <laughs> yeah and i i guess her whole thing was like she just wanted to make sure he's okay and all this stuff mm-hmm. and yeah no it was just well and then she wild. just like reams him out right yeah. it's like uh just outing him for uh or like making him like manipulating him once again of like outing him to be the bad guy and yeah. her being the victim of everything right and yeah. the therapist revealed too the that therapist was that was so heavy good. dude but that's another thing you see his it's, it's a split second right Mm-hmm. So you don't see it, but he's in that mosaic photo along with the family. And yeah, there's like so many. Whoever else. Yeah. Just so, so crazy how all, all the, like how all those moments that you've seen up to that thing, it's like, how can you orchestrate that? Yeah. It's well, just, and that's just, I think that's, that's where it gets into the like, uh, uh, melodrama of it all it's like dialing it up to 11 of like this is how bad this relationship is yeah. uh, this mother manipulating her son his entire life oh yeah um what was your read on the strangling part right before he gets in the boat did Dude, he kill her did he like like black you know out I'd, and like I'd say... dream that Maybe it's, I think it's kind of like this, he feels such guilt that that over, we go back to the whole like the overthinking the movie kind of thing that he goes to trial for it. Right. And all this stuff. Yeah. But like she dies in that spot, right? So maybe that's his psyche being like, oh shit. In real life, yes. Okay. But then he just kind of basically like succumbs to the guilt basically of having killed his mother. (laughs) Um, also going back to the cock and balls, back to, oh, uh, fuck, yeah. what was your read on well, that too? It want, look, was that literal? Like his mom fucked a giant cock and ball cock monster in the bait or in the attic. Cause like his, his stronger self, his twin brother or whatever is like, like 
has nothing. He's just a guy with a ginormous beard in the top of a yeah, like, but like in the bowl. Yeah, that was <laughs> so I... puzzling and something I I <laughs> weirdly weirdly saying uh, look forward to uh, figuring out more about what that all is about. Yeah, uh, in general, you, you but... almost even forget about that. Like yeah, you know, yeah. giant cock and ball monster with the. With the guy going in and stabbing it a bunch. Yeah, and then getting um, his head uh, s- stabbed in from the top. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. The uh, and then ending on the the trial. Uh, I loved the th- the touch of uh, the family attorney having the loud mic, and then the defense attorney just like yeah, having to having show as loud as he could. That was really good. Um, do, how did you feel about the ending? I thought um I thought that it was fine. Um I think I think it was definitely like a holy shit moment. It's um, a very think, like somber, very kind of like melancholy ending of like damn, that's it, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very very much, but it was like it's more about the journey than the destination. Well, yeah. Kind of thing. Like um like originally I thought Bo was going to was gonna come and die like <laughs> yeah that was the one of the times and, and i'm like oh what? man and you know what i would have been fine with that but totally yeah, yeah. Was, like yeah honestly um, a better way to go than like dying to like getting a brain aneurysm from the sheer amount of guilt exactly yeah I, I think it was i think it was a great way of of um showing and not telling that this person's very stressed out this person is mm-hmm feeling guilt and this is how they believe things should go yeah yeah whether that's right or not is is a different question yeah yeah totally yeah that makes sense uh anything else you wanted to uh uh bring up before we wrap Mm -hmm. things up i'd say say let's talk we can talk about the runtime like if if there's if there's any kind of things here how how do you think this film could have been because i feel like our two our main drawback is the runtime like we don't feel as compelled to watch the movie again based on a three-hour runtime so do you think do you think there's room there was room for this to be shortened in a way i think so i think it's just like it especially because it's a very unconventional story like it's not it's not the standard like especially even comparing it to like hereditary and midsummer those have uh more traditionally structured uh through lines and uh stories screenplays so i think i think there could have been a lot of fat trimmed off like you could have even probably uh cut down on some of the um lingering within each act itself not just the uh the play yeah um and i think you probably still could have got your message across for the most part um but yeah it uh it's it's a three hour like stress trip uh so like i can't imagine i'm gonna i i'm most of the desire to rewatch it is from trying to pick up more on all the little tidbits and details I missed the yeah. first time around and then being able to uh, better 
um, absorb the story and the, like the themes that Aster was going for and yeah. better understand and appreciate uh, the direction he went. Um, but beyond that, it's not, it's not a revisitable one, especially in the three hour or in the runtime department of it being three hours uh, for me anyway. Yeah, definitely would rather. And I mean, that kind of goes with a lot of films. Like, like I kind of feel that felt that way about John Wick four. Like I'm not, especially considering it's like the fourth in a series like that, that's different in and of itself. Um, but yeah, runtime very, very infrequently will I, uh, decide on a, like those types of movies feel like once every couple years, every few years, maybe they're definitely not as revisitable, but it's definitely a unique and, um, singular experience. (laughs) Yeah, as no, exactly. So, yeah, um, we unfortunately didn't get to see it in IMAX, but I think it was still like great on the big screen. So if you're like uh, you're you are wanting to see it, you are a big Ari Aster fan and everything. I definitely would recommend going to see it in a theater, um, especially having that like camaraderie of the the audience uh, reaction together. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like WTF moments in this film. So, and a lot of funny moments too. So you get that kind of levity and that like ebb and flow of like really heavy, really dark shit happening. And then yeah. some nice, uh, fun. It's, it's not as balanced, I would say in terms of like flow throughout the entire film. It's definitely more like, uh, light, if you can even call it that in the first couple acts and then yeah. gets heavier in the, in the last half. But um still still uh wide variety um so yeah uh we kind of already touched on like our recommendations uh would highly recommend yeah uh would definitely recommend if you're an a24 fan if you're an ari aster fan definitely check it out um but don't go in expecting hereditary or even if you've watched it before Watch it with someone who has no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> That's like, a yeah, great I really, idea. I really, I really want to watch this today. How, what do you think about it? Like, oh, I don't know what this is. Oh, I, it's, it's, no, it's supposed to be really good because I kind of want to do with that. <laughs> but, but once again, three hours is a very much big commitment. So uh, make yeah. sure, make sure you get your money's worth when you, uh, when you try to do that. But um, totally. yeah, no, if you're a 24 fan, Ari Aster fan, are you, are you a cinematic are you cinema buff? Like, hit, are hit you a cinema movie. fan? Yeah. Are, are you a big screen buff? That's the that's the. Uh, <laughs> Do you live for movie night out? <laughs> <laughs> Cineplex uh, Cineclub is not a sponsor on the show. They should have us voice over the next Cineclub thing. Cineplex, let us voice over the next Cineclub yeah. thing, and um, we'll, we'll do the pre-show for you. We'll do the um, pre-show. Can I be the next Tan? The what's his name? Tanner. Next Tanner. Yeah, I think his name yeah, is Tanner. Well, can I be the next Tanner? Just be the Cineplex guy. Oh, God rest his soul. <laughs> where, um, wherever he is now. Wherever he is now. Yeah, that is uh, where we're going to call it. I think for this no score review show of Bo's Afraid. Jake, thank you so much for joining me this episode to revisit that uh, once in a lifetime <laughs> film experience. Yeah. Um, where can the people find you? Uh, people can find me on Letterboxd because this is mostly a 
Mo- not mostly. Well, you know, you do games and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah I plug my games. You can plug your games. Things, uh, yeah, we got a uh, letterbox.com slash Sturkenboom. S-T-U-R-K-E-N-B-O-O-M as in explosion. Got them coming out of my hands. Um, <laughs> have fun editing that. Uh, <laughs> I will. Um, I plan to be making a comeback at some point for Sturkenboom Live. I come back, you say. I, I've promised to come back at some point. I I'm kind of getting wheels in motion to um figure that out right now. I Hells was yeah. I was making measurements and uh doing all that stuff for a potential uh yeah, taking up measurements because I need to mount some <laughs> I need to mount some stuff. Um, I'm, oh, just, wow. I'm, just, I'm just going full DIY mode. I've been it's it's Sunday, man. I got my 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 dryers finished. I don't I don't know if you heard that in the middle of the show. I got to go fold some laundry. Um, hey, me too, man. It's laundry uh, day today for us. No score, boys. <laughs> After uh, so when I say um getting ready for a Twitch comeback, you can find me on Sturk and Boom Live, <laughs> and I won't I won't be doing my laundry. I will not be doing my it's laundry. It's not laundry but, streams. Uh, not long. Will not streams, be airing um, out his dirty underwear. Maybe a little bit of something else, and then maybe some games as well. I don't have much time for uh, games these days, but uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see how we'll that see. goes. Excellent. Uh, any other uh, recommendations at all? Any you've been other watching, recommendations? Playing, um, doing. If you if you're watching this and you're a horror fan, um, I watched maybe one of the biggest monstrosities of a movie the other day. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about this. Um, uh, <laughs> If if you're just like a horror fan, if you, you hate yourself be, enough and want if, to waste, well, hey, no, honestly, like it's it's fucking dreadful. <laughs> if you want to see Winnie the Pooh and Piglet kill some bitches, watch Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey. But I will warn you right now, this is not good. <laughs> I did not. Did have you a watch good it time. by yourself? Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like, like best possible case scenario i think for that film <laughs> in order to have some sort of a good time is to watch it with friends and just roast the absolute shit out of it <laughs> i think that's probably the optimal way to see it um yeah i have no desire to see it unless it's in a group setting <laughs> you know um, what but like yeah. to is um <laughs> spoilers for babylon but like <laughs> okay at the uh at the end of babylon when he's like looking through when he like of all the movies flash up on the screen i want to see like a cut that has winnie the pooh blood (laughs) and honey in it (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah put uh put uh the room in there as well but um (laughs) although i mean at least the room is so bad it's good whereas i don't know that the case could be made for blood and honey um all right that's probably gonna go down as the worst recommendation (laughs) on the no score review show ever um (laughs) But a recommendation nonetheless. Uh, you can find me on uh, wherever you're listening to or watching this episode of the No Score Review Show. I just did a uh, review for the third season of The Mandalorian uh, with my good buddy Scott. Uh, so you could go check that out. Classic Scott. Um, in terms of upcoming reviews, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is coming out very soon. It's like kind of just the antithesis of uh, uh, Bo is Afraid. Yeah. So um, that's uh, if you're into the big Marvel stuff, uh, then look forward to that. And you could also go check out uh, mine and Jake's review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you want to get caught up on the Marvel things um i'm also gonna 
uh, potentially be doing an Evil Dead Rise review. Uh, <sighs> I just watched the not the first Evil Dead, but the 2013 reboot remake, whatever you want to call it. Uh, for the first time, uh, I did a review for that on my letterbox. So if I don't end up doing a no score, a full on proper no score review for it on the uh, channel, then uh, go check out my letterboxed as well at no score reviews. Um, and uh, yeah, you can also follow me on all the socials at no score or at no score reviews. Uh, but until then, uh, thank you all so much for watching and listening. And also let us know what you thought of Bo is Afraid down in the comments below. Or you can tweet at me at no score reviews. Um, or... We want to like generate discussion online, positive, healthy discussion when we can. Um, so yeah, let us know your thoughts. Jake, thank you once more for joining me. And we'll if see you, you enjoyed... all. Oh. If you enjoyed. Nick, Nick. <laughs> Leave a review if you're listening if you're not on youtube if you're not on wherever spotify, else this, iTunes. No, if you're on spotify and itunes oh leave little, okay leave a little leave a little star review there let us go. uh let us know you know um you know, <laughs> leave can, leave do... a uh a score review of the no score <laughs> review show score score this score this but review show out re- of five rebel, stars rebel against <laughs> the host and say you know what i'm gonna score your show <laughs> Uh, whatever, man. I I'll welcome it. Sure, <laughs> do it. I don't care. Um. <laughs> uh, yes. Thank you all so much for watching and listening, and we'll see you on the next review. Bye-bye. Bye bye.